Running a small business is no easy task. It's messy and thrilling and terrifying all at the same time. But no matter what, it's definitely a journey worth taking. As a mom of two littles, I know the daily struggles, and I'm here to walk this journey with you. If you're ready to feel empowered, encouraged, and on fire for the things you truly love, then you're in the right place. I'm Rebecca Rice, a pizza-loving, hot chocolate-drinking, family photographer and educator, and this is the Business Journey Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Business Journey Podcast. I am so, so excited for today's episode. It's one that I've wanted to do for a while and finally got it in the books. So today we are interviewing my private editor. Her name is Alisa. She is incredible. If you guys don't know Alisa or don't follow her, first of all, go follow her on Instagram because she gives all kinds of editing tips and it's just the funnest thing to see. I learn new things about Lightroom all the time. Just by following her. So she's great. Um, but I wanted to bring her on because I think that it's it would be fun to have a conversation with my editor. So many people have questions about how to bring on an editor and like, when are they ready for an editor? And I know for me personally, bringing on an editor has really changed the game and helped me just get so much time back. And it was just such a game changer for me early on in my business. And so um, I wanted to introduce you to Elisa. Hello, Elisa. We are so glad to have you here. Yeah, definitely. So can you just tell everybody a little bit about you, where you're located, um, you know, about your your adorable family, all the things? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I am Elisa McCormick, and I've been married for 37 years. Uh, yes, I'm old. I have three of the cutest grandkids you've ever seen and three adult children, and we all live in Arizona. Valley of the sun, as they say. <laughs> I love it. And it's so pretty there. It's just, it's so different from any other place I've been. And it I know really is. It really people is. in Arizona it's are like. Photographer's paradise because it's so neutral. Everywhere you shoot is just beautiful, neutral, reflective light. <laughs> so oh, people yes. love to shoot. I love it. And then people from Arizona are dying to shoot in trees. <laughs> dying for the green. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I remember we first took a trip out to just visit and I didn't even know you. And I was staying at your house with a friend of ours and just getting to shoot in the desert was a dream. And so I've been going back every year just to shoot in the desert because it's so pretty. Which is awesome because I get to see you. Yes. Always the best. So fun. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey just as a business owner and what got you started into photo editing? Yes. Um, you know, I, I happened on it by accident, really. I was a photographer. I had a newborn portrait studio here in Arizona, and I did newborns and maternity sessions. And I had met uh, a couple, a husband and wife team, um, big names in the industry, at an industry event. And we just hit it off and just loved hanging out together. And about a year into that relationship, I got a call from them asking if I would consider editing for them. <laughs> I thought, you want me to do what? I didn't even know that was a thing. I'd never heard of someone editing for someone else. I just, I was brand new to me. And so I thought about it. I talked about it with my hubby and I thought this might be really fun. It would be so flexible. 
flexible. I could make my own hours. I could work from anywhere. By that time, my first granddaughter had been born and my daughter lived in a different state and I wanted to go see her a lot. And I thought, man, if I was editing, I could work from anywhere, just take my computer with me. And so I said, yes. And within a couple of months, I had laid my camera down professionally and started editing full time because I loved it so much. So that's how I got started. (laughs) I love it. What a dream. Because I kind of fell into my business by accident as well. (laughs) And so I definitely relate to that. Like, well, didn't really mean for it to go this way, but I mean... We're going to run with it. Yes, exactly. And how fun to be able to literally work from anywhere. Like I see your stories and you're all over the place and get to just, as long as you have your laptop, you can be anywhere. Yeah. That is so so fun. It's been a dream. So And I have the best clients like you. I adore my clients. So, Uh, Well, we adore you. I can tell you guys, Elisa is such a cheerleader. Like when she came on my team as an editor, it wasn't just her editing my pictures. Like I feel like I got like a boost of just as a person that like words of affirmation mean a lot to me. Like Elisa would just text me all the time. Oh my gosh, I love this session. This was so good. And it was the best, I'm telling you. Well, I only speak truth. I wouldn't say that if your work wasn't stunning. (laughs) Aw, yay. Okay, that makes me feel good. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your role as a photo editor. What is it that you do to help photographers for those that maybe were like you and didn't even know it was a thing? Like, tell us a little bit about that the industry as a whole. So as a private photo editor, what you do is... You have clients, which are your photographers. They go out, they shoot their session or their wedding. They bring it back home. They go through and call it. Some editors do offer calling. That's not something that I normally do. I do it once in a while if one of my photographers is in a bind. But normally they go through their session or their wedding. They call it down to just the images that they want to send to their client. And then they create smart previews and they send a smart previews catalog to me. And then on my end, I pull that into Lightroom, I edit the images, then I export it as a smart preview catalog and I send it back to them. And when they re-import that into Lightroom, it's literally like magic. It just, all the changes that I made to the images on my end are transported to on their end and then they see the edited images in their Lightroom catalog. That's one of my... That's one of my favorite things to see is just all the changes just pop up like magic. Oh my gosh, yes. And so as a private photo editor, you're different from somebody like an agency. Because I know when I first started outsourcing my editing, I worked with one of those like big companies and I didn't have the same person every time. And like your role as the editor is to match our style as the photographer, right? And so like, go ahead. I was gonna say, you have lots of different clients with you know, differing styles, kind of in the similar direction, but can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. So you're correct. A lot of the bigger box companies, and and I can't say all of them, I haven't investigated all of them, but some of them, what they'll do is they give you like an interview or a profile sheet to fill out. And then when they get your images, they just almost slap a color profile across the board. Whereas a private editor, you pay more than you are with the big box companies, but we're touching every single image in the gallery and sometimes making tweaks from image to image. So it is an entirely different service. And then as far as editing for different styles, I like to 
tell my clients, I want to be your clone. My goal would be that you, would, you wouldn't have to touch any of your images when you get them back. So that's always the goal. And you really do learn to get in someone's head. And then they also send you anchor images. So you can just make sure that you're getting the images to look just the way they would look as if they had edited them. And once you've done it a while, your eye really, I call it a keen eye, your eye really does get used to a certain style and you really do learn their style and really do get into their head. So it's, and the other thing that's wonderful about having a private editor is you might work with the same person for three, four, five years. Some of my clients I've had for four years now. So versus a bigger box company, like you said, oftentimes you're getting a different person every time. So when you've seen someone's images, you know, hundreds and thousands of their images, you, it's pretty easy to get into their head and know what, what it is they're looking for, what it is they want out of their images when they send them to you. Yeah, that's what I think I most appreciate is I feel like you are a clone of me at this point. I think we've been working together since like late 2019. So it's been several years. And like whenever I was with like the bigger company, I was always going in and making tweaks. I'm like, what am I paying for here? Like I thought it was paying to save me time when in really it was taking me more time to go back and fix what they were doing because it, they, it wasn't the same person. They weren't matching my style the way I wanted. Whereas, you know, getting to work with you, it's been amazing that literally I can load a catalog and know I hardly have to make any tweaks. I'm like cropping oh, images and that's that it. Me I mean, Yes, it's the best to know that I can have that trust in the person on my team to be able to just, you know, edit the way I would and my clients don't know a difference. And for a long time, I didn't talk about the fact that I had an editor because, of course, I was like, I don't really want them to like think it's kind of weird. But it got to the point where I just I talk about my team as a whole and editing is such a big part of that team that I'm like I couldn't do it without the editor and so I've been talking about it and guess what nobody's cared no clients have like reached out I can't believe that you're not the one editing like no literally nobody has cared so I I have clients that try to keep you know they keep it a secret Um, and then I have clients like you that are like hey it adds validity to my business it shows you know it's it's a great thing. Who cares? And one thing that I would say to anybody that's listening that's wondering whether or not they should let the cat out of the bag and let people know they have an editor. And a Lightroom is not magic. Um, I have a saying with my clients and I say, if you sprinkle sugar on poop, it's still poop. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it really still is up to the photographer because the better it is coming out of camera, the more an editor can do to make that image beautiful and shine. If it's a horrible image, there's only so much that you can do in Lightroom. So it's really not saying anything negative about the photographer if they are using an editor because if they have gorgeous images, it really is because because they captured it beautifully in camera. So the credit really in large part goes to the photographer, regardless of whether or not an editor edits or they do. Right. And it's, it's a team effort. You know, you have to get it right in camera to be able to do the magic in Lightroom and it just all works out well. Absolutely. So cool. So when we're talking about a photographer that's wanting to hire an editor, how does somebody know if they're ready? Because I mean, clearly you said if you don't get in writing camera, like we're going to have some problems. What are some key things that photographers should be looking for to say, am I ready to hire an editor? Good question. Um, I love that question because I think people probably just assume if I'm a photographer, 
I need an editor. And there really is a point in a photographer's business when they are ready for an editor. And things that I would uh, want a photographer to ask themselves are, do I have a really good understanding of what my style is? Because if they're still not sure how they like their greens or how they like their skin tones or how much pop or contrast they want in an image, or, you know, how much do they want to bring their shadows up? If they're still playing around with all of that and they don't have a very defined style, it's going to be next to impossible for that editor or an editor to get into their head um, because their style is constantly changing. And so I think first and foremost, they really need to have an understanding of what their style is and what their brand is and what they want their images to look like. So that would be number one. Number two would be to make certain that they've been in the business long enough that they are getting their, their images out of camera pretty close to where they wanna be. So in other words, if they are extremely underexposed and then they're going for a really light and airy style, it's going to be really hard for that editor to create a post product that the photographer loves because it just didn't come out right in camera for their brand. So just to make sure that they understand their camera. And then the next thing I'm going to say is might be a little controversial. I truly believe that a photographer needs to understand how to uh, exposed correctly in camera and how to set their white balance. And the reason I say that is someone is shooting in auto mode, which I know a lot of photographers do. I was a photographer. A lot of us photographers start out that way. But if you're sending images that have been captured in camera in auto mode and your camera is deciding the, the white balance from image to image, it is going to be so difficult for your editor to give you a, a post product that's cohesive and consistent and a gallery that you love because your images can change from image to image when you're in auto mode. So it's very hard to get consistent, cohesive galleries. It's gonna be almost impossible for your editor to do that for you. So unless you can shoot in a way that you are setting the white balance as a photographer, either using an Expo disc or Kelvin, um, or a gray card. I mean, really, whatever you want to do to set your white balance, you really need to be at a place in your, excuse me, in your business as a photographer that you know how to set your white balance. Right. And yeah. can I and say I, one more thing? Yeah, <laughs> that was go a for really it. long answer. But even if your white balance is off, let's say you have learned to set your white balance and you're using Kelvin, but it's off and off. the getting ready room, the images look blue. But if you've set your white balance, all of those are the same. So if your editor can just nail it on one image, get, you know, tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak and get the white balance just right in those getting ready shots, the rest of them are going to match versus yes. if it was shot in auto and every single image is different. It is just going to be hard to, for your editor to, to deliver a post product that you love. Yeah, for sure. I totally get that. And that was a big step for me to be able to get my consistency down to the point where my white balance, I can almost nail it in camera so that your tweaks don't have to take a lot. And that's one thing that I know your editing hand is better at 
at or and your your editing eye is better than mine at getting that white balance perfect. And that was something that really was a benefit to me bringing on that editor where I could set it set it in manual and get it close, but man, your expert eye gets that white balance perfect every time. And so that's one thing that's a benefit of bringing on that expert is if you can do as much as you can as a photographer, then they can come in with the expertise nail and it. really yeah. yes, nail right. it, fine tune it. And an editor, that's what we do all day, every day. <laughs> right. Finding the white balance. And so we get used to we get used to finding that white balance. <laughs> yes. So good. And I think one part too of when the photographer is ready to bring on an editor, the the biggest piece in my mind is consistency. Being able to shoot consistently because you could have a really great session where all your settings are perfect and, you know, your exposure was great and your white balance. But then if you go to a different session and you you just can't do the same thing. Like, I think it's so important to be able to repeat that. And that just comes with practice of getting out there, doing sessions, because if you're struggling to edit it, probably an editor would also right. struggle to edit it. And so exactly. I, I think it's getting to the place where when you can edit pretty smoothly, of course, you're probably going to take longer than an editor would. But right. if I can edit, you know, pretty smoothly, then I know that I can hand it off to an editor to do Excellent. quickly yes. because it's consistent. Exactly. Absolutely. And then also too, that's such a great point, Rebecca, having someone recognize that if they did have a session where the clouds were out and it's super dark and they couldn't shoot it the way they normally shoot it, they really have an understanding that they're going to give it to their editor and say, do the best you can. You know, they're going to know that it might not look like yesterday's session that was perfect light, perfect white balance. So just kind of understanding of what's possible. Right. And I know I've had those sessions where I text you. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, (laughs) I'm just warning you. It's not my best work. The lighting, I had problems. And most of the time you're like, Rebecca, it was not that bad. But it's really not that bad. I can't, I can't even think of one that you said that way, but I'm sure there has been because we all have those days, you know, we all have, as a photographer, you just have those situations. Right. And at that point, it's like, yep, you do your best and just know it may not look like all all the, you know, perfect lighting situations, but it's still saving you time as a photographer. And that I think is an encouragement to your, the folks that are listening and the photographers that are out there. I just want to tell you really, truly hear this. Most of the things that you stress about as a photographer, those little tweaks that are driving you crazy and you might spend 20 minutes on one image your client is probably not even going to notice. <laughs> right. Once, as a photographer, you have an understanding of that. You will love your business so much more. Um, yes. Really, if I could just help every photographer not to stress the small things that clients aren't noticing, I really do think that they would have more joy in their business. I agree with that. And I think that's something that bringing on an editor helped me with too, was because I could tend to, you know, just spend way too much time on images that it allowed me to step back to not be the one to make all the tweaks and then to receive that final gallery. And, you know, even if those sessions, you know, those sessions that you just don't love and you're kind of dreading editing because there's so much emotion attached to those sessions. You know how you felt when you were shooting it. Yes. I, those are the ones that before I had an editor, I would sit, I would let it sit on my camera for at least a week because I told my clients two weeks, I would let it sit there for, you know, 10 days and then finally say, okay, I need to sit down 
around and just edit it. And I, I dreaded it the whole time. And there's so much emotion that came with it. And that was just a freeing aspect of hiring an editor that I didn't have to relive those emotions at such a deep level. Sitting there and editing, I could separate myself from it a little bit. Like talk about mental health. Like that's a huge part, I think, for photographers to be able to separate yourself from your work a little bit, let somebody else handle that fine tuning, and then you can come back with a much better view of your gallery because it, it you don't see necessarily all those awful parts. You now see a finished gallery. You're like, okay, such I can deliver this. Oh, yes. such a and relief. And it's just such a pleasant surprise. Like, wow, this wasn't as bad as I remembered. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can't tell you how many times when yes. I know that I sent you a gallery and I was dreading it. And then I saw it and I'm like, no way. Like I felt so good. Yeah, oh my that. gosh. Yes. Love it. Okay. So let's go on to the next question here. Um, what would you as an editor look for in a photographer that you take on? I know this is kind of similar to our previous question of like, when is somebody ready? But what are the things that you look for in when, when you're bringing on photographers to work with? That is such a great question. So I think first and foremost, kind of what I've already alluded to is I want to make sure that they have a very defined style and brand and that they have an understanding of what they're looking for in a post product. Um, so I want to make sure that there's that. And then for me as an editor, and again, if you ask 10 editors this question, you might get 10 different answers or variables of those answers. But for me, they, I'm looking for consistency and I have to know that they know how to set white balance. I don't care how they set it. I don't care how, you know, what they use, but, um, I typically don't take on clients that are shooting in auto mode just because I know that I'm not going to be able to deliver a post product to them that I love and that they love. Um, and, and I'm not going to be able to be as consistent and cohesive as I'm used to. So I really do look for a photographer that has an understanding of their camera and can shoot in manual mode. And then just to make sure we click. So when I take on or onboard a new client, I, we always do, you know, I either do Zoom or talk on the phone. Um, we do a trial run. I want to make sure that I'm a good fit for them. I've always said, I know I'm not going to be the perfect fit for everyone and for everyone's business. And that's okay. It's not personal, it's business. And so at first and foremost, I want to make sure I'm a good fit for them and that we have a good rapport and that we click. And so there's that. And then I do try to stick to a style. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm light and airy as an editor or, you know, film-esque, but I don't take on any photographers that are super, super dark and moody, just because I have trained my eye in the last five years for a certain style. And I don't feel like I would be able to serve a client that had a dramatically different style than I'm used to. I wouldn't be able to serve them as well because my eye isn't keen to that style. So I probably would try to help them find an editor that edits in that style because I just feel like they would be served better. Right. It's like you want to have that expert to be able to help you. Kind of like we niche down, I serve families. I'm not going to be the best fit for somebody that wants a wedding photographer. But can I shoot weddings? Yes. Is it a lot more draining for me and it's just so much harder because I'm not trained for it? Absolutely. And so I feel like the same thing kind of goes with editing styles that if I try, you know, could I edit a moody style? 
Yes. Would it take me so much longer? Absolutely. Because the same way, I'm just not trained even to shoot that way, let alone edit that way. So I totally understand that. Um, And I think that clicking personality-wise is also a big piece of it because that's the benefit of hiring a personal editor, a private editor, that you don't get a personal relationship with big box companies. It's very much like rinse and repeat. You're just a person in the system to them. Whereas it's so personal with that private editor because you're letting them in on the most vulnerable pieces of your work and getting to, I mean, even to receive their feedback, like nobody else sees your raw images. Like how vulnerable is that? Like I don't go- For an artist, it is so vulnerable. Oh my gosh. I don't go showcasing my raw images. Like that's embarrassing. Some of my raw images are not great. Although, you know, I I try to get it right in camera, but man, sometimes I just can't nail it. And so- that it it's so personal to share that with somebody and for them to see like if you will like the worst side of your photography because of course you deliver a beautiful product but man to sometimes to get it there there's some it's steps just, for me to be <laughs> yes there are some steps and so i think that that personal relationship really does matter so that you can you know be vulnerable and have those moments where i'm like listen this just wasn't it and i'm so sorry but to then receive that feedback you know the times that i just nail it and i want somebody to be excited about how much i nailed it like i know i have somebody that is like a cheerleader and it's like, yes, I get it. Like we just all need that person in our, in our lives. And it's just such a fun relationship too. Like you said, I mean, I would consider all of my clients friends. We text back and forth all the time. I love seeing them explode like you have and just being able to watch from behind the scenes and cheer them on and just watch them grow as an artist. And it's just, I absolutely love it. And when you go with a bigger box company, you just don't have that kind of relationship. You don't. So it is, it's a pretty special thing to be able to work one-on-one with folks for, you know, the long haul. I love it. Absolutely love it. For sure. And we mentioned that it is more expensive, obviously, but I think that that investment is worth it. I know the company I was working with before um, was about 10, 15 cents cheaper than working with you. Per image. Per image. Yes. Yes. And you know, yes, it was cheaper on the front end, but man, it still required more work for me. And I didn't have the personal aspect of it where, you know, I think it's so worth the investment to pay a little bit more because think about it, you can still wrap that into your pricing of your photography package. And so you're really passing the, the cost off to your clients and not to you. And you get this so much more in that investment. So I think it's 100% worth it. I will always tell people, go with a private editor over a big box if you can. It's just amazing. Of it's course. fairly easy to do. I mean, to encourage people listening, they really would not have to raise their prices but a couple of hundred dollars, maybe $300 per wedding, and then they can have a private editor. So when right. you think of it that way, it's it really is an invaluable you know, investment in your business. Yeah, and, and for portraits, the time that it frees for you to to grow your business or to spend with your family or to just take a bubble bath after the wedding um, is definitely worth, I think, the money that you spend on an editor. I've never sure. known anybody that has hired a private editor 
that's had a good working relationship with that editor and ever gone back to editing their own images. Never. No. Oh my gosh. And I'm telling you, even like on a personal level, the the time that I saved not sitting behind my computer, I mean, that my, an editor was the first thing I outsourced. Editing was the first thing I outsourced. And I remember so vividly, like the first time that I got back from, I don't know if it was mini sessions. I I think it was mini sessions. I got back from a set of minis that I didn't have to sit down and edit. And I got to just sit there with my kids. Like I had a new baby. My son was born in 2019 and Maddie was two at the time. So I had these really little kids. I got to just sit and like have dinner and watch a movie and not have to sit there worrying about, you know, all week getting all these images processed. And it was so liberating to be able to just enjoy life. Cause like, that's why we come into business. We start a business to achieve this sense of freedom and, you know, flexibility. And even at the time I had a full-time job, I was working full-time and had my kids. And so you like were a literally crazy person when I met you, I I'm you telling you, I think I'm still <laughs> a little bit crazy. <laughs> but I marveled. I was like, how does she do that? I have no idea. Like looking back, I'm like, what did I do with my time? Like I literally was so packed for time because I worked full time, had, you know, my kids, all the things and still built this business. And so I couldn't have done it without outsourcing because I'm not a night person. I'm very much a morning person. And so, you know, there are people that will stay up editing till, you know, midnight, 2 a.m. I could physically could not. Like I'm falling asleep wherever I am at about 1030. And so if, you know, for me, that was really, really hard to, you know, edit. And that's when it became really not enjoyable for me. I, I, I couldn't handle it. And so the fact that I was able to pass that off receive some kind of just this freedom, this burden was lifted. It made all the difference to me. And I would, I will never go back. I will never go back to editing my own images. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Yes. So good. Okay. So last question that I have planned, who knows if I'll ask more, but, um, how, would photographers go about finding the best fit for them? Like, are is there a place that they can search for editors or like, where can people look? Because that's a question I get all the time. Like, where do I even find an editor? Is, you know, is Elisa a unicorn? I don't know. Like, where oh, do people find editors? That's such a good question. The industry right now is in desperate need of good editors. I cannot tell you how many photographers I have to turn down. It's heartbreaking for me. I always say if there were enough hours in the day, I would say yes to everybody because it's a joy for me to help and just come alongside them in their business. But there's only so many clients an editor can take on. And so I wish I had a wonderful answer for you. Really, the only thing I can say is when they're at their industry events, ask all of their photographer friends, do you have an editor? Do you love them? Are they taking new clients? You know, word of mouth is wonderful. I don't know if there is a website out there that has, um, it would be beautiful if there was a place you could go and photographers could meet editors because it is such a need. Um, I know of two companies that might be taking new clients. One of them is called Cultivated Edits and they have editing, uh, I don't want to call them apprentices, but they have several editors that work for them. So you may not your work may not go directly to the people that run and own 
cultivated edits, but you would have the same editor every time. You would have a personal relationship with that editor. And then there's another company called Janelle Joy uh, Photo Editing, I believe it's called. And she also has, um, a, are they called apprentices, Rebecca? Um, associates. Associates. Yes, they have associate editors. So you get the same editor every time. So someplace like that, you might have better luck because it's not just a sole proprietor like I am. Yeah. And then I'm also um, releasing a course this fall that teaches others how to do what I do. So I literally open my playbook. I show them every single thing I do. I give them practice galleries. I give you all my email templates. So if you've ever considered being an editor, um, that is something that you should look into because the industry needs editors desperately. And I can promise you, if you wanted to be an editor, there would be business for you because I get in for sure. daily. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. The two companies that you mentioned, I'm familiar with both and they're so awesome. Um, I know Cultivated Edits only takes on wedding clients. So they they do not take on portraits, but Janelle does take on portraits. So Okay, perfect. So if anybody's looking there, um, and yeah, if anybody like you, you're listening to this and you're like, I love editing, like, because th- for me, I don't love editing. Yeah, so you I have feel to like, love it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you know pretty easily. And I was like, I, it's not for me. But if somebody's listening, you're like, editing is my thing. I want to do that. You guys, Alisa is a wealth of knowledge and I haven't even seen her course content, but I know it's going to be amazing. And so you need to follow her, check it out whenever she launches. Cause I'm telling you, she's right. If you want to be an editor, the work, there's plenty of work because there are so many photographers. Oh my gosh. And the best part is that you get on a handful of clients and they're marketing, they're getting new clients and all the things. And you get to just do all their, you know, all the sessions that they book or all the weddings that they book. And so it's like, you you don't have to take on hundreds of clients. You literally take on a handful and then you can do all their work. If you had, as an editor, if you had 10 to 12 clients that were working full-time, you would be a full-time editor. Amazing. So it just kind of shows you how many editors we need. There are millions of photographers around the world. And if you as an editor can only take on 10 to 12 clients, we need a lot of editors. (laughs) It's true. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And just the world needs editors. The photographers, photographers need editors. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So Elisa, can you tell everybody where they can find you, your website, social, all the things? Um, Thank you for asking. Yes. Just, you can go to my website, abc-photoediting.com. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, My course doesn't launch until the fall, but you can email me at abcphotoediting at gmail.com. I can put you on a waiting list. And then I also do have a free course that I love to give away. I don't ever try to sell you anything, but it's a course that teaches you how to use Lightroom on your phone. And I show you, there's like 21 videos in there. I show you how to use every single tool. um, So you can pull photos in from your phone and edit them, edit them just like you would um, on your desktop. So email me or I can give Rebecca the link for that. You guys yes. can have that course. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's how they can. And, and it's, oh, I'm an open book. If they had questions for me, um, I love to help people in their journey. If, if they're a photographer and they just have a Lightroom question, or I love it when people ask me how to do stuff because then I can make a tutorial on it. Yes. So I have them write me if they have questions about the two main questions I get are skin tone and greens. Everybody wants to know how to get those perfect skin tones and how to get those greens, the greens that they want 
because everybody has a, a different definition yes. of what the perfect green is. Um, so any, anything like that, I'd love to, I love to help and share what I've learned. Perfect. I'll link all of that in the show notes so everybody can go and grab that really easily. Um, and yeah, Elisa, I'm telling you, she posts all kinds of tips on Instagram and on YouTube and um, you can find so many fun things. And if you have a question, odds are she'll make a tutorial about it. So um, I, I've learned so many great tricks you know, tips and tricks. And I, you even posted a couple things this week about just like Instagram and how to do your high res photos. And oh my gosh, I saw that. And I thought, oh my word, I wonder if photographers know this because Instagram now has a feature where by default, the things that we're uploading are not high quality and you have to go in and change that. That's so dumb. My photographers need to hear this. Yes. So I had no idea. I can tell you most photographers don't. So if you're like, what is she talking about? Go to her Instagram and you will find it. I think it's a reel. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a reel. So go look for the reel. I shared it to my stories at some point. So it was game changer. I'm so excited that you posted that. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad it helped. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing all the things. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear this because I think it's such an important conversation. And hopefully it's spurring people to go find an editor because that is such a game changer. It's like it's how to get your foot in the door to outsourcing. I could do a whole episode about growing your team. I'm so passionate about outsourcing and, um, you know, don't feel like you have to go get an assistant, get this and that. Just start with photo editing. If you can outsource your editing, man, even that will save you so much time. And I'm just, I'm so excited to see like how this conversation just spurs that for people. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for asking me. I was humbled when you asked and I'm excited. And again, have your, your, Uh, photographers reach out if they have questions about editing or how to find an editor. I do know people in the industry, so maybe I can, you know, hook some people up, but I would love to help anybody that I can. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, guys, we're going to close out for today. Um, Be sure to pop in next week because we'll have another episode for you. And I hope this is helpful for you. Have a great week. Bye guys.